I was a big girl. Like I was the overweight, unhealthy person. And, you know, I would stand in a room full of people and think I've gotten over all these hurdles in life. I've never let anything stop me. I've never let anything bring me down, but I can't seem to be healthy. Losing weight isn't easy. And some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast with me, as always, Carl, your host. Welcome to the show. And today I'm welcoming Josie from Sydney, Australia. She is a coach. She is a mum. She is a very inspirational person, actually. Her stories make me laugh a lot. She's very funny. We might have to rate this episode as explicit because some of her words that do come out are typically quite uh, open and honest, I won't lie, but I absolutely love the realness and how true to yourself you are and how genuine you are. So Josie, welcome to the show. How are you today? Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm here and I'm glad I'm talking with someone else that's um, you know out there to help people. So yeah. Amazing. Thank you. And sorry if I've just portrayed you as someone who just swears all the time. It's, it's, it's not true, or maybe a little bit of truth in it. But the thing that really drew me to you when I saw your account was that you you clearly want to help people as part of what you do as a coach. But then looking into your account a bit more and your backstory, I can see that you're someone who's also been on a journey themselves. So I would imagine, and this is something we can talk about today, that your journey has kind of shaped the direction that you want to go in the future in terms of helping other people. So why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and your backstory, if you could, please. Yeah. So yeah, I've been on my own journey, that's for sure. Um, my upbringing was not idealistic. Uh, eldest of five, split home, two very different parents. Big mind fuck if you tell me having two people that are just so polar opposite trying to teach you how to be someone. But yeah, so I grew up, um, I did move out of home quite young, worked full time while going to school to survive. And I graduated high school. So I did all that held myself together pretty well. Um, the day I graduated high school, I moved to Sydney, Australia, which was about 10 hours from my hometown. And about three months after moving here, I met my daughter's dad uh, through a chain of events, uh, funny stories, which we could probably talk about another time. But yeah, so I met uh, Ellie's dad. And after three months of having uh, a relationship with him, we fell pregnant. Uh, and this led to probably the hardest year of my life, um, which is supposed to be probably one of the best times of my life. But unfortunately, it didn't work like that for me. But that's okay. We live from everything we go through. So I'm thankful for that time in hindsight. Um, so when I found out I was pregnant with uh, Ellie, uh, I realized that I was with someone that um, was very controlling um, and then escalated into being very abusive. So Within a year of being in that relationship, it went from moving me to another city, isolating me, controlling me, verbal abuse, and then ultimately physical abuse. Uh, the turning point for me was when he was physical one time when I was holding our three-month-old daughter. So I packed her up and myself and we moved back to Sydney and 
from that point, um, never let anyone treat me like that. But it definitely goes to show that someone like me who is very strong-minded and very strong-willed and opinionated and um, I would say a very strong individual can get you know, brought into a DV situation. It can happen to nearly, nearly anyone. But from there, I have been working my butt off to be everything that I've ever wanted to be. Uh, never let anyone stop me. The only thing that I've ever found that I've struggled with was um, my weight. Um, but, you know, up until this point, that's been a whole other journey in itself, which um, I'm sure we'll talk about um, in the rest of the podcast. Thank you, Josie. And so, yeah, like you say, normally that our discussions revolve around the weight loss success and the the mindset transformation. And, you know, so it's, it's physical and mental health that we focus on. And I can imagine that when you came out of that very vulnerable situation, well, the, the dangerous situation you're in, you must've felt very vulnerable and it must've been very difficult and needed a lot of time to recover from that. And, you know, that, that healing process in its own, in its own right must've been very difficult. But in terms of your weight, then if we talk about that, how, and obviously stating the obvious that being in a domestic violence situation would certainly impact your mental health and in ways that can take a long time to recover from. But how do you relate that side of it to your physical health and, and your weight loss journey? So as growing up and all that, I wouldn't say I was a skinny kid or overweight. I was healthy, happy and all that. It wasn't until actually after my pregnancy. So not during my pregnancy, a lot of people um, struggle with weight gain while they're pregnant. I didn't. Um, it wasn't for a good reason. I was very um, restricted on how much money I had and what I was allowed to eat. So I stayed very small pregnant which was unsafe but it was after I escaped the DV that I turned to food I was rebuilding a life again I had a three-month-old baby I was 20 I was young um, I was navigating what my life was going to be um, for me and my daughter it wasn't just for me anymore it's for her so um, that's that's a real um, spot that I started to struggle because I then worked my bum off and got a great job. I started going to uni. I studied forensic science um, and I then went on to study health and exercise science because um, I realized that I wanted to help people that were alive, <laughs> which is weird. A lot of people that I, I love all that forensic stuff, but I thought, you know what, they're done for. Like there's plenty of people that can help them. They're, you know, maybe I can help people like me struggling. And I also wanted to teach myself about sport and exercise science and all that stuff that comes with having a healthy body, you know. I, you know, I started earning an income and I had money to buy food. Look, my knowledge around food wasn't great. My relationship with food wasn't great. I ate what I could afford. Uh, it was very basic, you know, fried, whatever I could get my hands on and my money could afford. Uh, and then between that period until, you know, about 2019, that was just my cycle on and off. And, you know, all while trying to work on my mental health, creating great foundations um, around, you know, habits and looking after myself. But I didn't have the knowledge and I didn't I didn't know what online or what people were telling me was the thing that I needed to do to have a sustainable weight loss journey, fat loss journey. So that was the hardest thing. I think that's why there's so much yo-yo is that people just don't know what one is actually good for them so much conflict in information isn't there and yeah. not only that you start to realize or think that perhaps 
maybe the thing that you see most isn't the truth because it's maybe just being marketed better. And then you start to think, okay, so if a person with the most marketing power is telling you one thing to do and it's not the healthiest, who should you follow? And then there's so much different information and there's people competing to try and get your attention to basically and ultimately get your money. So you kind of find yourself in this sales cycle and all the time, not quite sure because one day to the next, you see something completely different. And is that part of a reason why you decided to focus on that for your own journey in terms of where you wanted to help people? Yeah. So, um, look, I had done, if you could think of an eating disorder, I'd tried it. Um, the most dramatic thing that I ever did was take laxatives for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. which when you think about that laxatives are emptying your digestive system before your body can even, you know, soak up the nutrients. So I was pretty much starving my body of anything that I ate. And I was very lucky to come out of that without any, um, you know, physical problems with my digestive system. Uh, I had to be really careful coming out of that because obviously my body wasn't used to digesting things properly. Um, So I dealt with a lot of eating disorders. I'd done absolutely everything. Things that people were like, whoa, I didn't even realize that was a thing. But in regards to, um, you know, the flexible eating approach, so calorie deficit, eating everything in moderation and all that stuff, that actually came after I did keto for a while. So I had a really good weight loss succession with that. I lost over 30 kilos, but I found that that way of life was just not sustainable Um, obviously carbs are life and I love bread. (laughs) So when I stopped doing keto, um, and bread became a part of my diet, you know, I had no moderation. I couldn't control how much I had of things. And that was the problem that I needed to work on first, but I kept on yo-yo dieting. But then in 2019, I actually got myself a coach. This person, Demi Jeffrey, she actually went to the same school as me. Um, and she had been in the industry for a very long time. Um, one of her challenges popped up and she was preaching flexible eating, you know, 80% nutritious, 20%, um, you know, soul food, like balance, all this stuff. And I just thought, you know what, what do I have to lose? Like, this is like, you know, I'm going on five, six years of just doing the same old shit. What's one more thing? Like, we'll give this a go. And surprisingly enough, that's what kick-started this whole thing I just just listened to her and I um it's now brought me into me being able to help people but also taking from her and other coaches that I've paid for I want to make a clear fact that I pay for coaches still because I think that if you put yourself in a room with people that know something more than you you can learn or even people that you don't think know more than you that you can always learn something off everyone so I still invest in coaching. I still invest in, um, you know, people that have been in the industry longer than me. They've got more qualifications and just like invest in people that personality wise, like, you know, they can have a conversation like this and you, you get something out of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and if I can ask you, Josie, what, what was it that when you started your keto journey and you lost 30 kilos, congratulations as well, because that in yeah. itself, you know, is amazing. And you must have taken so much from that especially coming out of a difficult time and and years you know you you realized you were able to pretty much achieve anything you wanted what was it that actually triggered you to to begin keto and and start your day one of of losing weight there i my last heaviest recorded weight before i started keto was 110 kilos that was that's when i stopped weighing myself and that was about 
eight or nine months before I decided to do keto. So I can only imagine what my weight actually was. But I was, you know, 22, I think. I'm around, you know, all my friends, my family. You know, I was I was a big girl. Like I was the overweight, unhealthy person. And, you know, I would stand in a room full of people and think I have got I've got all gotten over all these hurdles in life. I've never let anything stop me. I've never let anything bring me down, but I can't seem to be healthy. That was just the moment where I'm like, I need to do something. Um, and I seen a lot on Instagram about keto and I thought carbs are bad. Yep. I'm starting to believe that. So yeah, that that's pretty much what ticked me off to keto. I just it got to the point where I, I didn't even fit like a muumuu. I don't know if you know what a muumuu is. No, this must be something localized to Australia. Uh, Tell us what a muumuu is. Uh, so a muumuu is just like a big dress, like a muumuu. You know what Homer Simpson wears um, when he decides he's going to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom? Yeah, yeah, okay. I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, muumuu. That's a muumuu. So I, could, I was literally wearing muumuus just all the time okay. because I couldn't wear – jeans I couldn't wear tops I was uncomfortable in absolutely everything and Mm -hmm. I just thought I'll jump on the keto trend Um, and don't get me wrong it worked but at the end of the day it was just a calorie deficit without carbs it's really all it was yeah and before hitting record today we we spoke about this and how ultimately you can follow whichever weight loss plan that is being sold to you and the majority of them will work because it's just another method of creating that deficit that your body needs to lose the weight but to make it sustainable and to make it something that I think can really complement your identity and complement your lifestyle, it has to be something that works for you in the long term yeah. and you don't feel you're depriving yourself. And it sounded to me like for you, not having carbs was something that didn't fit in with your lifestyle because it wasn't giving you the balance you wanted. Yeah, because I love toast. I just love bread, like just a burger, like pizza, like, you know, you could make, I made a lot of recipes. My page actually started with keto and I had, you know, I think about 4,000 followers at that time. And I created a lot of keto things that were like everyday foods, but it just, you know, socially, it just didn't work. Like it just didn't work for me. Like, um, I know people that have been on keto for, you know, five to 10 years and it works for them and that's okay. That's totally okay. As long as they're meeting their nutritional requirements Whatever works for them works for them. But I also think that the the mental thing behind being on something like keto where you're fully restricting a macronutrient is just it just breaks you down over time. Like it 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 puts um, pressure on social situations when people are like, why aren't you eating that? Or why can't you eat that? Um, it puts pressure on whoever's in your house because you're you know keto and it just it it just really plays a massive role in everything you do in life because food is everywhere. Like, so that's just what didn't work for me. And when I tried to cycle out of it, I hadn't worked on my relationship with food. I hadn't worked on um, my knowledge around food. I just followed a diet. And so many people have that situation, be it following Slimming World here in the UK. I say here in the UK, but there in the UK, but I still, you see, I, I still relate myself to being in the UK half the time and, and I'm not. Um, one of the things with that is that without the education, without understanding that, and for anyone who's just listened to that and heard you talking about macronutrients that you're cutting out, and essentially you have protein, fats and carbs, which all have their important role within your body. 
and all have its purpose. So I can completely understand when you take one of those away completely, you might be able to function, you might be able to get by and, and it can help you to lose weight. But ultimately, our body is designed to consume carbs for energy and, and to give us that fuel that we need. And I'm not slating anybody who does keto, like you said, whatever works for you. And if it, you can make it work for you long term and you feel fine, you're getting your nutrition perfect. But I still think having that education or being able to find balance for a lot of people is important. And that's what I think creates a lot of yo-yo dieting because mm -hmm. people search for one thing and are unable to actually find that. So when you started reintroducing carbs, did you find yourself gaining weight again or were you able to maintain it where you were? No, so I slowly did start gaining weight, but only because my body was then holding on to water retention because, you know, mm -hmm. eating carbohydrates holds water retention. Um, carbohydrates come with sodium in some, you know, eat hot chippies, you're going to put salt on it. Like salt holds water retention as well. And then over time I just was enjoying life eating carbs and I just kind of forgot about being, you know, on a, a fat loss journey um and then it slowly started creeping on again and that's when i um started seeing all this stuff about flexible eating and you know going into dieting at a more balanced approach creating good foundations and habits and it's also the way i coach i don't i don't coach people that want to be overly restricted i want to teach them how to find a balance that works for them because susie down the road is going to do something to jane down here and I'm doing something different and, and that's okay. Like we have different lives. We have different physical activity levels, everything. Everything is different and it's a balancing game. But yeah, with keto, it just it just gradually, like the weight just started gradually coming back on because I just was overeating it again as well. Because um, as soon as you start adding carbohydrates into what I was already eating, what I was already eating was a, de a deficit. But then you add the carbs on top, which is what I was doing. I was essentially overeating. Um, if I'd portioned everything down and eaten within my, my targets, I would have been fine. Um, maybe a little bit of water retention. But yeah, I just turned into a food monster again and just gimme, gimme, gimme. Like so much restriction. I'm ready to eat everything because mm -hmm. I didn't have that relationship with food that I needed to actually reverse myself out of that diet. Of course, you went from one extreme almost to another. Like, like you said, you, you opened the floodgates for it to happen. Oh, yeah. and that, I think that's very common as well because if you ever feel like you're depriving yourself of something and then you give yourself permission to start eating it, it's very common or very easy to to do that in quantities that may be beyond what your body needs or um, it's kind of like a rebellion, isn't it, against something that you've not been able to do for a long time. All of a sudden you do it and you're like, right, okay, like you said, gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm. So for you, Josie, in, as, as part of your journey when you reintroduced that and you met your coach and you started looking at a healthier way of of living in a more sustainable way. How much of that for you was diet and how much of for you was working on yourself, mindset, mental health? Well, the good thing, so when I signed up to Demi, it wasn't just like, here's your macros, follow these. Um, Demi is and has evolved into a very spiritual mindset in a self-holistic coach. Um, and she taught me so much stuff. She taught me that it's not just about what you eat, it's how you move your body, how you talk to yourself, how you, um, you know, show up in situations and how much you can actually give. Like, you know, she taught me that, you know, if you've only got 20% to give, if you give 20%, you've actually given 100% of what you have for that day. And that's okay. Because I think another thing that comes with dieting is that it's like you've got to give 100% every day. It's like 
no, I'm a fucking human. I got a kid. I'm tired. I'm sick. Like other shit comes first sometimes. And I think with the flexible eating approach, you know, as long as you are hitting your macronutrient targets, getting in some fruits and veg, hitting your protein, if your day does not look perfect, it's it's not a big deal. And I think a lot of people, um, if they don't see a day as perfect, one of my clients says this and it's the best saying. I love it. They chuck it in the fuck it bucket and they're like, ah, I'll start next week. That's it. Uh, the best thing any of my clients have ever said to me because it's true. Amazing. People, people get overwhelmed and they're like, oh, in the fuck it bucket, we'll start on Monday. It's like, no, today wasn't perfect, but don't over restrict tomorrow. Just back to the game plan. It's all good. Um, and I think that's where it eases that mental, that mental struggle around dieting as well. It's like, perfect doesn't exist we're all humans we've all got lives we've all got things stuff happens like it is what it is i'd love to dig into that a bit more if i could josie because i think for anyone listening to that and and as promised josie does have a potty mouth and i'm glad that you've lived up to that now by telling us the expression <laughs> chuck it in the fuck it bucket which is amazing by the way what i want to look at here is because for so many people who listen so many people who struggle to make weight loss work for them and keep it sustainable and feel good about themselves in the process of it. I think finding something flexible where you can be honest and say, you know, I feel sick. I am tired. I've been at work for 12 hours. I've come home, I've cooked dinner for everyone in the family. And now I have to go for a 10 mile run or now I have to eat a salad or something like that. It's that in itself is where the feeling of deprivation comes from. That is where the feeling of not being able to sustain it comes from because you're basically there's too much friction against your normal life and the demands that life has of you as a parent, as a partner, as an employee, as a person, especially this day and age that we have with society being so like fast paced. Can you tell us a little bit more about flexible eating, how that works for you, what it involves? Because I, I think it'd be very interesting for a lot of people and especially what the key focuses are on having that approach to your day-to-day life. So flexible eating is essentially 80% whole foods, um, and 20% soul foods. So when we talk about whole foods, we talk about things like veggies, fruits, protein sources, things that are literally not processed, like things, um, you know, you literally get out of the ground, you get off a animal, whatever. And then your soul foods are your things like, you know, your hot chalky at night that you love having, right? And as soon as you cut that out, it's a restriction. You hate life. You're like, this sucks. Um, or, you know, even just like, the chips when you go out, the hot chippies when you go out for dinner once a month, like the little things that, you know, are are a treat, you know, and they don't need to be rewarded. Don't get me wrong. You can have them in moderation every day if you'd like to. But the way that I explain flexible eating from a macronutrient point of view is kind of like a, a bike, a push bike, right? It looks confusing as fuck and scary. And everyone's like, how the fuck do you do that? Right? How do you even ride a bike? But once you get it, You never, you never, ever forget how to do it, right? And I say that, you know, the, um, the, the pedals are your, um, your calories, right? So whatever your calories is, how far it's going to get you. If you're under eating way too much, you don't have enough calories in the bank. If you're, um, overeating, you can pedal for ages, but you're going to get exhausted anyway. Um, and then we look at the, um, the protein. So the protein is the driving force. You need to focus on that everywhere you go. If you're in a deficit, maintenance, or um, in a surplus, 
So quickly, deficit is eating less than what you burn, so less than the energy that you need. Maintenance is eating exactly enough to keep you maintained for the energy you're burning. And then inner surplus is eating a bit more than um, what your body needs to potentially build muscle if you're training and all that stuff. So protein is essential in all three phases. And then I look at the carbohydrates and the fats as the wheels. They're for your balance, all right? They can be a bit more balanced as long as you're eating about 30% fats because we need them for hormone health, we need it for brain function. Fats are not fat. I always say this to my client. If you're eating fats, it doesn't mean you're going to get fat, all right? There's different. Uh, It's not the same thing because a lot of people go, oh, there's so much fat in that, and I'm like, that's not your problem. And then you've got your carbohydrates, which, like you said before, are very essential for your energy. And don't get me wrong, there's different types of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, right? You can get carbohydrates from natural sources like fruit and veg, or you can get it from deep fried potato. (laughs) Like there's a difference. Um, And then same with fats as well. You can get fats like saturated fats from oils and like um, deep fried foods again, and then you can get fats from avocados and nuts and stuff like that. So finding a balance that works for you is really essential um, 80, 20 might not work for you long term, but 70, 30 might. And that's okay. If 70, 30 is going to keep you on track for the longest period of time, 70, 30 is what we're going to plan. There's a line that we stop at because obviously if we're doing, you know, 70, 70% soul foods and 30% whole foods, we're, we're not really living in a good balance. All right. Going in the but, wrong direction, I think. But, you know, if we keep 50-50 or even on our worst days, we're doing better than chucking it in the fuck it bucket. So Exactly that. You're, you're sharing so much great information. And for a lot of people who follow a plan that doesn't teach nutrition, there's probably a lot of new words, a lot of things that people have probably seen on Instagram and people talk about and have some kind of knowledge on or maybe no knowledge on but are interested to learn more because ultimately the more you know about your body and I think you can learn in phases. Like you said, first of all, like and a barrier to entry is if at the moment you're overweight and you're looking to get started, you don't have to go for that 80-20 perfection. You, you can start at 50 and then work your way up slowly. But it's really about having awareness to what you're eating and having awareness to your goals and the direction you want to go in and then taking intentional steps towards that. And that's okay. flexible. And I understand from that flexible. Yeah, I think a big problem is, is a lot of people start diets and they don't even know what the diet's doing. They don't understand Mm -hmm. macronutrients. They don't understand why they're important for bodily functions and what they actually do. They just do something with the goal of fat loss. And it's like nine times out of 10, people that don't know what they're signing up to are actually more at risk of losing muscle mass and um, reducing their health score and having all these negative side effects, which um, personally, I... I have been there. I've gotten to a point where I just wanted to be skinny. I just wanted to lose so much weight. And I'm no joke, was there for two weeks. And I thought, what have I done? This is not what I wanted. Because the goal was to be skinny. And I got to the goal and I said, this is absolute shit. (laughs) What have I done? Because you don't feel happy. And that's the other thing as well. That being slim equals happiness. In some cases, it can improve confidence. It can give you reassurance and make you feel better in certain situations but again it comes back to that mindset and if you don't believe it or you can't see it for yourself it doesn't matter how you look because you'll never actually feel it and that's what i think is the most important thing 
Yeah, if you haven't done the inner work, you haven't, I tell you what, one of the biggest achievements I've ever had is being able to love myself at any size. And um, when you've been through a building phase after being through a, a big fat loss phase, that is a struggle. But if you mm-hmm. can walk up to the mirror at any point in your journey and and just be like, you know what, you're all right. Like, <laughs> you're not a bad looking person. Like, I feel good. And tell me about that. Tell me more about the journey for you becoming, you know, being able to love yourself and that mindset work that you've done and how that's helped you. So I started with Demi in early 2019 and then in you know mid uh 2020 we went into a major covid lockdown i just moved out of my own um into my own house i've always lived with other people so it's just me and my daughter we went into a lockdown we were locked down for 18 weeks i was only allowed to leave the house for an hour a day all i could do was go for a walk cook food work on my page share as much as i could Um, I wasn't qualified yet, um, but I was very cardio based. So, you know, I lost a lot of fat and, but I also had to spend a lot of time on my own, um, which was the scariest, but most amazing thing to go through. To tell you that 18 weeks was more challenging than even going through DV from moving out when I was 16, like more challenging than anything I've been through because I had nothing to um distract me it was just me and my thoughts that's it me and me and this girl up here and I was like oh god what's she gonna say holy shit (laughs) I was like I gotta keep busy but the more time I spent on my own realizing you know who I was because everyone thinks they know who they are but you don't until you've spent some good time on your own and you can love being in your own company that's when you really know who you are um, when everything's stripped away and you don't have any social interactions, that is a really pivotal moment. So I definitely, definitely recommend spending time on your own for all the listeners, okay? Because it's humbling. But for me, it just that period of time was the it was it was like an eighteen week mental, spiritual, overall holistic retreat, and I was the only one here. And it was just so eye-opening. And I think if I didn't go through that phase, I would have still just been pushing on through and just getting the job done. But in that time, I realized that I didn't want to be skinny. I wanted to be strong and healthy and happy. And I realized that when I got to being skinny, I was like, I'm just as happy as I was when I was at, you know, 100 kilos. Nothing's changed. I just wear smaller clothes. And I get a lot of, um, I think another thing that got me was like, like I get a lot of recognition online. I'm like, these people don't know me. And back then I was very like just um, straighty 180, like here's my food post. This is what I ate today. This is me working out in my garage. Now I get on and I'm like, you know what, if you don't like my potty mouth and you don't like what I have to say, carry on. I, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but it doesn't matter because I don't even like tea. So that's okay. But you're true to yourself and that's what's important. And and for the people who don't have the, the opportunity to take 18 weeks of, of self-reflection, because let's hope we don't have another lockdown. Tell me more then about your journey into coaching and how you focus on helping people. So obviously after all we spoke about of what I've been through and my own journey, I think that obviously I naturally gravitated towards, I've always been able to cook. I've always been able to cook. So I just started cooking and I thought, you know what, I'm going to put this up on my page. It might help someone. 
Um, and then it got to the point where people would be asking me for advice, suggestions, and I was really, really restricted. I couldn't, there was a boundary there that I couldn't cross because I wasn't qualified. Yes, I'd been through it. I might not have been book smart, but I'd had on the ground buddy training, that's for sure. Um, and it just felt real. I felt really hopeless because I just wanted to help as many people as I could. And that's how it started. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to study for not only my own knowledge, but so I can share that with other people. And there was no intention of coaching at first, none at all. And then as soon as I became qualified, it just opened up a boom gate of people being like, I love how real you are. I've been following you for years. I've watched you change into this person. And like, you know, people were sending me things like, you know, I've, I've been following you for a year and I've lost 15 kilos. And I thought, what? And they're like, yeah, just eating a balanced meal. And, you know, when you would get up and go for a walk and be on your stories, I thought, fuck, I'm going to go for a walk too. And I'm like, you're joking. And then, you know, people would just be like, you know, can you help me? I want I want you to pay. I want to pay to, for you to help me. The way I coach is it's it's not the scale number. I can't fucking stand the scales. Can't stand them. We get it for data and that's about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm a body composition coach. If you want to change the way you feel and the way you look, we're going to work on body composition because I tell you now, me at this weight that I am now compared to two years ago looks totally different. Um, and if you would have told me that two years ago, I'd be like, no way am I ever going to weigh that again? No way. Um, but I've never been so strong and healthy in my life. And um, it's, you know, and I teach the girls and guys, I have men and women that I coach that every day is not going to be the same. Every day is not going to be perfect. Um, every week might not be perfect either. Um, if we have a week, we strip it all back. And we focus on the things that you have available energy for, the most important things. For instance, a lot of the times if someone's had a really bad week with tracking and their nutrition, I say, well, this week, get your protein in, stay within your calories, and that's all I'm asking for you. And just even allowing them that room to breathe is why all of my clients are just, they make me so, so proud. But I give them the room to be human. It's so important. You know, I'm I'm honest, but I'm empathetic. Um, I educate. If there's something that, that I can educate you straight away on, I'll educate you and then I'll share that education on with the whole group. Whoever's coached with me stays in my group for life. Like I might be doing coaching, but I will never stop putting out free content because I know that there's um, a fine line between people that need assistance and people that can afford that extra step. I still want to be able to help the people that might not financially be able to afford coaching right now, or they mentally can't take on that right now, or they're just not there yet. Um, and I always do a big debrief with anyone that wants to sign on. And I make sure that they are 120% ready because I will never ever sign someone on unless I feel like they are ready to be in that situation, um, which is a big difference. There are a lot of coaches out there that just rack in the numbers and it's all good and dandy. Um, and I've had a lot of those clients come across my path and they were very hesitant about seeking help, which is really sad to me because of negative experiences. Of course. And this is something else that comes from social media as well, that, you know, again, talking about how people are marketing to you all the time to ultimately get your money. It's something that once bitten, twice shy for a lot of people. And it comes at a cost financially, you know, because 
you can pay a lot for coaching, but I yeah. truly believe if it's with the right coach, then it's an investment in yourself and it pays off and it can, you know, literally change your life, which I think is amazing. Mm. You know, Josie, unfortunately we're running out of time today, but what I would like to ask is if you have any advice, don't worry, we can, you'll be back on the show. I'll be back. Don't worry about that. You I can't hope get so. rid of me. <laughs> I hope not because honestly you've, you've, you've shared so much important things today. And I love that you're talking from experience, but you're talking from a place of compassion as well, because, you know, you talk about balance, which is something that so often gets overlooked because just, just for a second, if you consider somebody who doesn't feel the need to control their weight, somebody who doesn't focus on that, just lives, I'm going to say a, a normal life. Nothing is ever zero or a hundred. It's, it's always in between. There are ups and downs, ebbs and flows throughout that whole life but it just doesn't get scrutinized because it's not being held up against this judgment of, are you in line with your goals or not? So that's what I think. And that's why I think people need to kind of ease on themselves a little bit, be a bit more compassionate, but I'd like to know what advice you have for the people listening today, please. I think the biggest advice that I can give is that firstly, you're not going to show up hundred percent every day. We've talked about this. You show up with what you've got. Um, focus on the basics. If you want to lose weight, gain weight, maintain weight, eat your fruit and veg, get good nutrition in, don't restrict things that you love to eat, find your balance. It takes time and don't be scared of food. Food is not the enemy. It's the relationship you have with it that is the problem. Um, and working on that by allowing yourself to have food is the only way you're going to overcome it because you're going to realize that it's not the food that is um, holding you back. It's the way you think about it and the way that you approach it and usually the volume you have it in. So um, balance is a, a massive thing. Where can people find you if they want to come and find out more about you and, and the things that you share? So um, I'm mainly on Instagram. So my page is called Josie's Flexible Foods. Um, but you'll find a whole bunch of potty mouth, nutrition, training, stupid dancing, like it's a bit of everything over there, but it's um it's real um, and just, yeah, everyday life stuff. So, yeah, if you want to come over, don't be scared to say hi. And um, if you need anything, just send me a message. Amazing. Josie, listen, I've absolutely loved speaking to you today. And congratulations as well. I know for, for what it is worth from, from me, just to say that the journey you've been on, the things you achieve, the way that you help people, I think it's really admirable. And, you know, I'm sure it'd be amazing to have you back on the show and, and maybe deep dive into certain areas where you can help people and, and get your advice and insight on it, because it's obvious you have a lot of education and knowledge that's worth sharing and people are going to benefit from. So thank you for being today's Weight Loss Warrior. It's been amazing having you on the show. Thank you so much. Can't wait to come back. Take care. See ya. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.